Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. Today, I have with me Tara Wagner. Now, Tara is a breakthrough coach for small business owners struggling with burnout. Ooh, this one's going to be a good one, guys. I can just I can feel it. She helps these small business owners create full-time profits with a part-time schedule, not some new marketing strategy. But with this whole new approach, she shows them how they can operate. Tara, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad you're here. So tell me, how did you get into the world of coaching people through and out of burnout? (laughs) Oh, by completely burning out in my first business. (laughs) The hard way, basically. Um, I actually started in business 22 years ago. I started my first business. I was a massage therapist working for myself. Then I decided to scale it. We had a team of massage therapists. We did mobile into homes, hotels. We did spa parties. We did conventions and businesses and all of the things. And after eight years, I was working seven days a week, 16 hours a day. I, to this day, cannot tell you what I was doing because I look back on it and I'm like, none of it made sense. None of it was effective. I mean, you know, it's always like what you know in your first business versus your second business or your third business. It's going to be night and day. Mm -hmm. But I burned myself out so bad that I still so remember the conversation I had with my husband where like I pulled him into the bedroom away from our son. I'm just sobbing going, I'm a failure. I cannot do this. I can't function. We would be better off if I just wasn't working and I could just be a stay-at-home mom. We would probably bring in more money if I could just focus on saving money, which now looking back at that, I'm like, oh man, that mindset. But that's, <laughs> that was my biggest challenge at the problem was mindset. Mindset was the number one thing that burns me out. And that's not the number one thing that burns everybody out, but it is one aspect that is important to examine. So it was about 2008. I closed down my business. Um, I sold it for super, super cheap. I mean, literally like four figures and wow. walked away with my tail between my legs. It completely just you know, like, what is wrong with me? I am a failure. And I spent the next couple of years figuring that out. Like, what happened? Why? Like, what led to these mistakes? And and so much of it was wrapped up in imposter syndrome. So much of it was wrapped up in false ideas about work and, you know, like hiring people and all these different things. And I had to do a lot. I did years of inner work and I spent so much time researching and understanding 
how do you change your mindset? Because I was so frustrated at the time. There was like, just, there was nothing practical. There's lots of inspirational stuff. There's lots of encouragement. There's lots of motivation. But I was like, okay, I'm motivated. I'm encouraged. I'm inspired. But what the F do I actually do with this? I have this code in my brain that is telling me to sit down, to shut up, to not put myself out there, to not do the scary thing. What are other people going to think of me? All this stuff. How do I change that when that is the thing that is dictating my actions? And so through, the, through several years of just researching and learning and, and really developing my own process for changing those things, we also started to do some different stuff in our life. And I was blogging just as a personal blog and sharing all this stuff that we were doing. And I had people start coming to me asking for support, asking for coaching. And so I started, it was about 2010, started just barely easing myself into some coaching and really focusing on mindset coaching. And after a few years of that, I actually got into direct sales as well as one of the tools in my coaching. We use emotional aromatherapy to help people to really change that mindset. So got into a lot of that started doing so much more personal and professional development and realized you can really only grow your business as big as you you yourself are growing. And mm. whatever struggles you're having internally are going to manifest externally. And they tend to manifest as burnout, especially in our culture. And around 2017, I kind of had a come to Jesus moment of like, all right, you know, where do I want to, what do I want to do going forward? What's really in alignment with who I am? And I am a born and raised entrepreneur. I love small business. I believe small business is one of our biggest, most important vehicles for change in the world. And it hadn't dawned on me until then that I wasn't specifically working with small business owners. And so since then I started working with small business owners, but not just on the mindset we have to address the other things that will lead to burnout too. There's strategies, there's success habits, there's things that we are doing as well as things that we are thinking or believing or feeling or experiencing. And you have to look at both of those pieces in order to have a healthy business. And for me, the whole goal of helping other people have a healthy business is so that they can make an impact with that business, whether it's a direct sales business, whether they are dog walkers, <laughs> Like it really doesn't matter. We as small business owners have a moral obligation to affect change. And we have a, a faster ability to create change in a grassroots level from the ground up because we're so involved in our communities. We have to stay involved. We can make changes faster than corporations or governments can finally push changes through. and the more that we do that, obviously, the more successful we can be, but the more we can ripple out our impact outside of just the work that we do. Oh, my gosh. Yes. There are so many nuggets in there. I, I'm trying to figure out where to start. So let's start with the beginning of yeah. then burnout, right? Because you and I were talking before I clicked record on the interview here, and we were talking about some of the phases of burnout. And the, the uh -huh. first one is what you call the honeymoon phase yeah. in burnout. So let's talk about that. And how does that show yeah. up in people's businesses? What does it yeah. feel like? So so the oh, listener the honeymoon can... phase feels so good. It feels so good that when I warn people about it, they don't like me. 
because <laughs> the honeymoon phase is always phase one of burnout, but you don't realize it because mm-hmm. in the honeymoon phase, maybe you're new to things, maybe you're not new to things, but you've been re-energized. Whatever it looks like, whatever stage of business you're in, you are excited. You are in love with your business so much so that you want to work on it as soon as you get out of bed. You want to work on it right before you go to bed. You want to be on your phone while you're you know, at dinner or while you're with your kids. You want to be doing it because you are so excited. It is so much fun. You are loving it. You believe in it. You're learning so much. You're challenging yourself. And you have to understand everything we do, right? Every action, every behavior, even our conscious thoughts, they're a result or they're an attempt to meet an underlying need, okay? So everything Mm -hmm. we do, positive or negative, it's being done in an attempt to meet an underlying need. And the honeymoon phase meets so many needs. It meets our Mm -hmm. needs for challenge, for growth, for connection, for excitement, for fulfillment. And because of that, it's addicting. We want to stay in it. We want to keep going into it. The problem is, is the honeymoon phase does not have boundaries. It knows no bounds. It has no limitations. We don't want to turn it off at the end of the day. We've gotten everything done. And instead of just saying, hey, I got everything on my to-do list done today, we start working on tomorrow's to-do list. Well, let me just get ahead of some stuff. Or I'm just loving this. I need to strike while the inspiration's hot. Like I need to Mm. run with this while I can or you know, before the market gets saturated or this is new and I need to do all the things. And it, that starts to creep into this place of scarcity where we start thinking, well, I have to do this. If I don't work this hard or I don't strike why the iron's hot, I'm going to lose motivation or I'm going to lose opportunities. You know, things are going to pass me by if I don't hurry up and do all of the things. And so it starts off fun and exciting and sexy and we want to do lots of it. And then it kind of turns into this like, well, I have to. It becomes an addiction. You set a precedent for yourself. You set a precedent with your clients and customers that you're always going to be on. And slowly, without you even realizing it, you get to a point where you can't do that anymore. Oh, I Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me, okay. Jenny. Yes. Have you ever been there or seen any clients there that you had to talk off the ledge? Yes. Oh, so for me, this showed up when I first got started with my direct sales business in 2010. I literally could not sleep. I'd be laying nah. in bed having idea after idea after idea of things I could do and people I could reach out to and da, 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 like, and so I kept a notepad by my mm-hmm. bed that is still there to this day in case it happens again. Yeah. But for the most part, like I called it my business insomnia because yeah. it, I just, but it was an excitement in it. It was, yeah. it was positive thing. It wasn't a bad insomnia. It was a good insomnia. Cause I was like, exactly. these are ideas. And I felt like creative and, you know, yep. in this space, yeah. but I would agree that Probably within about a year, within my first year of business, I hit my first point of almost burning myself out because I mm-hmm. did exactly what you talked about. I had zero boundaries. Yep. I let everybody book a party with me at any time. I yep. let my team call me at any time, any hour. 
you know, my customers knew that they could reach out to me all the time because they knew that I worked from home. So I, they yeah. weren't going to be bugging me. And I'm putting right. air quotes around that for, you know, at while I was at a, a, a typical traditional nine to five. And so yeah. everybody was reaching out to me at all hours and expecting a quick response or instant response, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so that's what ended up burning me out. And so that's what caused me to pull back and go, okay, (laughs) I'm not leaving this business because I made a promise to myself at the beginning. And my listeners who've been listening for a while know they've heard me say this before. The promise I made myself was I was not allowed to quit my business on a bad day. Amen. We talk about that all the time. I talk about that with business owners in any industry. You're not allowed to make any big decisions on a bad day, but most especially to quit. To quit. If you yeah. decide to quit, you have to ha- be having a great day. Yeah. You have to be having a day when everything is going right. And then you can sit down and say, okay, do I still want to quit? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And you may still want to because it may mm-hmm. be an, okay, what's my exit strategy? How do I get out of this? Right. Because as you saw with your business... You did not have an exit strategy and you sold a massage practice that probably could have gone for six figures. Yep. For and you sold it for four. Just to get out of it. Just to, and exactly. that was, and that and was this is burnout. why we don't make decisions on a bad day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. So, you know, guy, listener, badass crew, if you get nothing else, if you get nothing else from today... If you're having a bad day, you don't make the deci- any decision. No. Oh, please yep. listen to Tara on that one. Because yep. let me tell you that that agreement that I made with myself and held myself to it. Mm-hmm. You know, because obviously I'm not still in my direct sales business. I stepped away, but I stepped away when I was still at the top of my business. I stepped away yeah. when things were still good yeah. and did so because I had I had a different calling, a different purpose. Yes. It wasn't that, oh, it I wasn't don't a quitting have it. one thing. It was starting the next thing. Exactly. It was the next chapter thing. Right. So <clears throat> yeah. just because, you know. I wasn't stopping because things were bad. Things were great. I had a great team and I was making money and it was great. And it was no longer the direction of my life. Like I could just see that my, I was being called and pulled in another direction on purpose. Exactly. So the honeymoon phase is this wonderful, exciting, fun piece. Yes. Then what happens? That that you can't turn off. I want to come back to that because you said something like there will be times where you do not have control over it. Your mind is going, going, going. Oh, yeah. You've got to capture those ideas and you've got to have tools to move you through that phase in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Don't just become a victim to the fact that, to your emotions, really. Right. Even if they're good emotions, if you allow them to be in charge, they will lead to unhealthy habits, mm-hmm. unhealthy decisions, unhealthy business planning that yeah. will eventually burn you out. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you guys, I the number of people I've seen burn out on business because they went yeah. through the honeymoon phase and like completely just ran out of steam and then walked away and then regretted it later. Yeah. I mean, just it's, but they didn't know how to come back. They didn't know how yeah. to do it in a way that was healthy and productive mm-hmm. and going yeah. to build and grow. And and it's common in every business industry, niche. It doesn't just have to be direct sales. I get a lot of people that don't look at direct sales as business ownership. 
And so I always say this because I want people to understand you are a business owner. The Mm -hmm. IRS considers you a business owner. It doesn't matter if anybody else does. And as a business owner, the same things that apply to other business owners apply to you as well. Maybe even more so because the lines can blur so much in a direct sales business. Oh, yes, exactly. And that's what that's what I end up talking with other more traditional business owners about when they're talking to me about my clients and the direct salespeople, why I went into coaching. And it's because why I do whole person coaching specifically, not just business coaching. And again, putting air quotes around that, guys. I do whole person coaching, right? Because the lines are blurred between somebody Uh who's working a business from home because they're oftentimes doing it from their dining room table, the the living Mm -hmm. room couch, maybe somebody set up a small office in the basement or an extra bedroom kind of thing. They're oftentimes going into business with family, with friends. mm -hmm. So business starts leaking into family get-togethers and birthday parties. And it's just this blurred thing of you you are always working. And especially if you're in the mode of prospecting and, you know, every single person is a potential customer of yours, you're at the grocery store and you're thinking about how to strike up a conversation with somebody. If you don't have boundaries around that, I don't care. I I literally would rather you lose some people and be healthy and sustainable Mm -hmm. than to constantly be thinking every single person is a potential customer. Because if you don't turn your brain off and just allow yourself to go to the grocery store, yes. if you don't like shut it down and allow yourself to have friendships that have nothing to do with business, mm-hmm. it falls apart. The whole damn thing falls apart. Yeah, exactly. Because those boundaries are so, oh, yeah. So, 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 so important. Yep. <laughs> so, so yep. they've gone through the honeymoon phase and now, what happens next for them? How does it begin to manifest and change and show up differently on the path to burnout? Yeah. So it's subtle for everybody and everybody's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But in general, what you need to be looking at is how are you feeling? How are you thinking? What are you doing? How are you doing it? And that is both personal and professional. Because what happens after honeymoon phase is it just slowly starts to like, wear down on you. Your energy slowly starts to suffer. Your motivation slowly starts to suffer. Mm -hmm. You've maybe built the habit of showing up anyway, which isn't a bad thing. There's some benefits to that. But you start showing up with less energy, less excitement, less joy. And that's going to start to show up in your sales. That's going to start to, especially in direct sales, it's going to show up in the number of customers that end up becoming a builder. Because they're looking at you going, "Mm, that doesn't look fun. I don't want to do that. Yeah. He looks tired. He looks worn out. I don't want to constantly be on. Like you need to think about the fact, like we talk about duplication all the time, right? Mm -hmm. You need to think about that, not just in terms of like what you're teaching and how you're teaching, but in terms of how you're running your business overall and the way you're modeling those things so that other people can look at it and be able to see that this can be done in a healthy way. They just You just have to be really mindful and do some very specific things to make sure that you are moving in that direction and right. not slowly degrading your ability to get there. Right. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm telling you, like guys, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, it's as they're going through. So they've honeymoon phase. They're slowly starting to grade. So, so I imagine some of the listeners right now are going, oh, this is me. This is me. This is me. Yeah. So what are some of the first steps that they can take to begin to cushion the blow of burnout or yeah. even just avoid it altogether? I mean, yeah, is it, I would say, well, first of all, is it possible to avoid the burnout altogether? Yes, but it's hard. I'll be okay. very honest, especially in our culture. I have seen it happen across any industry, even with people being very mindful of it. It is possible, but it is tricky and things will change, right? You're not going to be in the same season of business forever. And so what works in one season to keep you out of burnout may not work in the next season. And so you have mm. to be really mindful. One of the things that I always tell people is the first thing you need to know is what are your values and what are your long-term goals? Because every decision you make, and those things change, by the way, values change a little less often, but they can evolve. But for instance, you know, your values may be one thing before you have kids and then after you have kids, they change. Yeah. So you need to know what those values are and regularly reassess those values to make sure, have they changed? Is this still what I want? Same thing with goals. Have they changed? Is this still what I want? And the reason you have to have clarity on those things and come back to them to re-clarify them is because every decision you make in your business, every decision you make in your business has to be held up to those things to say, is this taking me closer to my values and my vision for my life and my business, or is this taking me further away? And maybe for a season, you might make a conscious decision to do something that takes you further away, mm-hmm. but with an intention, with a very specific strategy, and you know how you're going to get back on track towards that vision. And yeah. so that is the first thing I would tell anybody to do. If you are struggling with burnout, chances are you don't know what your values and vision are. Or if you know them, you're not spending enough time with them on a regular basis. This could be with a vision board every day. This could be journaling about them once a week. Something that allows you to keep on track with them, keep them front and center in your mind. And then as you make decisions in your business, ask yourself, is this lining up with this business? Or is this lining up with this vision, with these goals? Is this taking me in that direction? Because we got to know the target if we want to aim for it. If you don't know what your target is, it's so easy, especially in our culture, to just veer off track. And I'm not blaming our culture. I don't, I very much a personal responsibility, but we do have to admit there are influences outside of us that are going to distract us, that are going to offer up shiny objects, that are going to tempt us. And we have to have that target in mind so that we can say, is this lining up with the target? So, yeah. I would say that's probably the first step. Other steps after that, I find have not been very linear. Okay. Um, when I coach people in the inner circle, when they come in or in the breakthrough boss, when they come in, they're coming in in a couple different seasons of their business. So if they're already dealing with burnout, they may need to actually take a step back, at least to some degree in their business go into kind of like a holding pattern in the business, doing the bare minimum to get by while they focus on recovering physically and emotionally from burnout. 
And this mm-hmm. could be mindset work. Uh, this almost always is going to be mindset work. It's going to be physical health stuff that you need to do for your body because your body is taking it. I Let me put it this way. If anybody is thinking, what's the big deal? I can keep pushing myself. I am still living with multiple health conditions that my first business created for me in 2000 to 2008. That's why this matters, because you can do untold damage to your body, to your relationships, things that you can't undo or that take a very long time to undo. Think about it like like a giant Lego tower. It might take so long to build that thing, but you can destroy it so easily. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with burnout. It can take, it can feel like it is taking so long to build the business in a healthy, stable way. And it can be so easy to destroy it if you're not careful. So it is so crucial that we make sure that we are taking care of our physical body and the impact that burnout and overworking has on the physical body. This could be on your adrenals, it could be on your thyroid, it could be stress hormones, it could be repetitive movement injuries. I have all of those, so I know this can have a very big impact. So some people, when they're coming in, that's the season that they go into. They go into what I call burnout recovery season. And we're looking at, from a holistic standpoint, I I actually have a functional medicine practitioner that came in and taught these things in the program. So how do you get your body back on track after you've burned out? What do you do for your mindset? For some people, they may need to go to therapy. For some people, they may need to go and see their doctor. It can be really intense. And so that's one season. Other people, if they're coming in, depending on where they're at, I call kind of your first season of business, your building season. This is when you're really just like kind of still getting things started and stabilized. You're going to focus on different things in that season to make sure that things are functioning properly, that they're streamlined. You want to look at making sure things aren't taking too much time, that you're getting things into place that are going to be scalable in the long time, in the long run. You might come in in an organizational season of your business. This is everything's going great, but it is too much. I cannot function. I cannot manage it. And so we're looking at, okay, what are the things we need to clean up? What are the things we need to outsource? Where can we put automations into place? What can we do to mm-hmm. duplicate you either in team members or in, you know, offers and things like that? Even in a direct sales, duplicating yourself so that you are not having to show up all of the time. And then it can continue on from there. There's so many different areas to look at. But I will say this. The one thing that anybody can do right now is to look at what would pacing myself look like. If I didn't feel like I had a deadline, if I didn't feel like I had to get here in a certain amount of time. You know, when I was in, when I first started in direct sales, one of my mentors said, you know, if you just hit a new rank every year and you got to this dollar amount and this rank in 10 years, like, would that be enough? And if you look at a business that is doing that, just any Mm -hmm. other service-based or product-based business, 10 years is realistic. That's doable. The fact that direct sales gives us the ability to do that so much faster is amazing. But do we want that? Is that right for our season of life? If we have little kids, if we have energy drains right now, if we are caregivers of Mm -hmm. parents, if we have other things going on, what does pacing ourselves look like? 
And I like to have people set MTOs, right? It, you might talk about these two, minimum target and outrageous goals. At the minimum, what will you do for your business to grow the business, not just maintain it, but grow the business on a weekly or monthly basis? What is your minimum, right? So if you do classes or presentations or parties, what's the minimum you're going to do that you know you can sustain? What's the target, right? What's the number you want to do? Your ideal target. And then if you were to really blow it out of the water, what would be your outrageous goal? And that gives you a way to pace yourself. You can push for that outrageous goal for seasons, right? You can have a burst of like, okay, when I first launch, I'm excited, I'm motivated, my energy's high. I'm going to use this honeymoon phase to my advantage, but I'm only going to do it for three months or for six months. So what does that look like? What does that outrageous goal look like? How can I pull out all the stops? Let me use it while, the, while my motivation's high, but let me know when I stop it. I either stop it at six months or this rank, whichever yeah. comes first. And then I'm going to scale it back to what? And what does that look like? What does that need to look like for my life, for my vision, for my goals? And again, making those decisions by holding it up to those visions and that, those values and that goal to make sure that it aligns. Ooh. So what came up for me in all of that was the, for example, the incentive trips that many companies Ooh. offer, like the, 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 I literally see the burnout cycle happen yeah. at an like exponentially faster rate because those incentive trips, depending on the company, can range anywhere from four months to uh -huh. an entire year. Yeah. And so watching that honeymoon cycle be the first week that people get back from conference when they announce it. Uh -huh. Right. Yeah. And then or maybe it's the first month and yep. then depending on the activity that they did or didn't do, how invested are they in the belief that they can still earn the trip Yeah, to them dropping back and dropping off and burning out of the incentive trip? Yeah. They don't burn out of their business, but they burn out of the incentive trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. how many of you just had an aha light bulb moment because you've done that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I and mean, bursts for seasons can be great. And I think incentive trips, especially if they're not more than like four months, I think those can be great times to plan for a burst. Mm -hmm. You know that that's going to happen. You yep. know your company does this probably on the same month every single year. Yep. You know it's coming. So what could that look like? If you started to plan that now, let's say that's nine months from now. Mm -hmm. If you started to plan that now, what would that burst look like? What would you start doing now? to make yeah. that burst possible. Start doing in your business, but also start doing in your life. Start doing mm -hmm. in your health, right? Like if you just look at it from a longer perspective, I think that's really what we're saying here is like zoom out, take in the bigger picture, plan something more strategically instead of either going off of your emotions because they're high right now or waiting for your emotions to be high. Yes. You can amp yourself up for this you can amp your business up for this and you can, because you've zoomed out, because you've taken a step back, you've kind of put yourself in CEO mode and allowed yourself to really plan it out and problem solve and get proactive about some things. You can resolve a lot of problems that way. You can completely avoid burnout just by taking time once a month or once a week 
to just zoom out and Ooh. do some planning and look ahead and don't plan this month or this week. Like when I sit down in my business and I do this in any type of business, I have a yearly goal. I usually only map out like six months at a time because my brain just doesn't go that far. But I have a general idea of what the year is going to look like. I have the next two quarters planned out. When mm -hmm. I sit down on a daily, weekly basis, I'm not making decisions on what to do. I'm doing what I already decided to do in a better frame of mind. Oh. When I was in CEO mode, I made the decision. Now I'm in employee mode. I sit down and get the shizzy done. Right? I can sit down once a month or once a quarter, back in CEO mode, zoom out again and say, okay, is there any changes that I need to make to this plan that I made a couple months ago? And if not, okay, let me just map out the tasks, task them out to myself as an employee. And then when I show up on a Tuesday, I'm not thinking about what should I be doing? I'm looking at my to-do list that's already been broken down and I'm just showing up and getting my tasks done. All right, guys, make sure you like favorite this episode. Okay, <laughs> this one specifically, because I just had this like major aha moment, that analogy of yeah. the seat, you know, when you're putting on your CEO hat and sitting in CEO mode mm -hmm. versus now it's time to be employee in my business mode and do the thing that CEO said to do. And I'm accountable yeah. to that seat. Oh, yeah. Mind yeah. blown, brilliant. Every one of you who are listening right now, favorite this episode and listen to this like once a month. Listen to yeah. this episode at bare minimum right before you're getting ready to go into CEO mode. This will yeah. inspire you and if I, you're not already there. <laughs> I have a YouTube video on this. If you go on YouTube and search my name and CEO day, it'll pull up and it'll talk some more about this too. So if anybody wants to get into it, there's a lot more that I teach on this in terms of how to do this yearly, quarterly, monthly, daily, or weekly and daily. I don't do CEO mo mode daily. I do it about three times a week. One of them lasts about 15 minutes. One of them lasts about 30 minutes. Or I guess that's two times a week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. And I have a team member that, like a VA basically, that pulls in some data for me so that mm -hmm. some of what I'm doing, I'm doing because she's already done it. If I didn't have that, that's when I would have probably three times a week to do it. I'm doing different types of CEO things in different days so that I'm in a different frame of mind. I don't try to actually do it all in one day, mostly because my brain doesn't work that way. I'm very good at hyper-focusing. I need to stay in one zone. Mm -hmm. I don't switch from one zone to the next. But having that CEO day, I, I think it's I think it's a big part of burnout because it gives you the ability to think, to plan, to be proactive. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I always talk about doing on CEO day is failure projection, right? Sitting down, you're looking at your plan, you're looking at what you want to do. You want to actually project and say, okay, I'm going to pretend that I failed at this plan. Why? What caused me to fail? And it forces your brain to start doing problem solving before yeah. it happens, right? So it's like, okay, well, based on past experience, the kids got sick. I was not motivated. I watched too much television and stayed up too late. My classes didn't convert. Okay, so I have these four problems. What can I do to start solving these problems? Well, mm -hmm. let me look into some upgrades that I can make to my class script. 
let me let me cancel Netflix or at least unplug in the the television so I can't stay up or in the bedroom so I can't stay up late. Right. You start looking and problem solving and getting proactive. And that's what we need as business owners. We need to get out of the employee mentality and into the CEO mentality. You're going to have your employee hat on sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. You're going to sit down and do the work you need to do, but you got to have more time with that CEO hat on so that you make sure you're doing the right things. Oh, my gosh. And speaking of doing the right things, the gift you have for the Badass Crew is checklist. Yes. So tell us about the checklist and how can we find it? Yeah. So... I have been a business owner my whole life. I know that what we're talking about right now, everyone's like, okay, yes, I get it, but this is complicated. Where do I even start, right? We fall so deep into the weeds of our own business mm-hmm. that not only are we burning out, we cannot see the way out. And I, it's common because burnout will feel like that big tangled ball of Christmas lights in the Christmas vacation movie. Like you pull it out of the box And you look at this mess and you just kind of want to throw the whole thing away because it seems impossible to start unraveling. You know it's one problem, but you're pretty sure that it's stuck like that forever. So what I did was I designed a checklist. It's a free download. And all it does is simplify this process. It's called the Reversing Small Business Burnout Checklist. You can get it at exotara.us slash checklist. And what this is going to show you is how to unravel that messy ball of burnout. So it's going to point out hidden areas that are often contributing to it. And it's going to list solutions in the order of priority. Because chances are your burnout is not one thing. Like most of us, it's usually like five, ten different problems. But you can only focus on one thing at a time. And so you're going to go through this checklist. You're going to check off the things that are good. And the things that are left are going to give you a prioritized list of what to focus on. Mm. I like it. I'm I'm absolutely getting ready to go download it right now. I like literally just clicked on the link. So for those of you who are listening right now, my badass crew, my badass crew has been listening for a long time. They know that the link is in the show notes. But if this is your first time listening to the show, what I'd like you to do is grab your phone because I know like 95% of my listeners are listening by phone. Grab your phone as long as you're not driving. Click on today's episode. Scroll up just a little bit. You'll see all of that text under the picture, that's the show notes. Click on the little see more link so you can see the entire thing of show notes and you'll see a big bold thing saying reverse small business burnout checklist. We'll have the link directly there for you so you can go download this checklist right now from Tara. So Tara, thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. I want to have you back. (laughs) I would love to come back. I love chatting with you. I love the fact that your label was a what dom again? Direct sales dom. (laughs) I just Uh laugh every time I hear that. I love it so much. I'd love to come back, Jenny. (laughs) Yes. Good, good, good. Because next time, because I know we were talking pre-interview about the like neuro spicy neurodivergency stuff. Yeah. So I know that we can definitely dig into that in the next episode. Like, okay, how does neurodivergency feed burnout and make it happen? Because I of the big belief or I believe just based on my own experience that my neurodivergency probably made my burnout happen faster. Yeah. Or that I at least go through the cycles 
faster than probably yeah. the the neurotypical person. So, but that's Absolutely. a whole other conversation I'm sure we can talk is. about. So it is. Oh my gosh. But let me know. I would love to have it with you. Yes. Tara, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here to talk about burnout. It is a huge issue in our industry. And I so appreciate you helping shine the light and and give hope. Absolutely. That's huge. So absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. And thank you for the work that you do because oh my goodness. We need more amazing people teaching how to do direct sales in an amazing way. The badass way. Oh, thank you. I love you. This is just a wonderful mutual love fest. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, badass crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there is another badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to BadassDirectSalesMastery.com? Don't make the Dom get her whip. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.